This podcast is brought to you by Introduction to Democracy Studies, an undergraduate course at the Department of International Relations, Universitas Gajah Mada. you just heard was from the Lemmy's rap soundtrack called Do You Hear the People Sing that was sung by Hong Kong protesters during their pro-democracy protest. The revolutionary message within the song has been used as an anthem in protest all across the globe. The song is good. It's one of my favorites. Aside from Hong Kong, the song has also been used in anti-government protests in France, Ukraine, and Serbia. And today's podcast with me and my friends, Dante and Cinta, Hi everyone! Hello everyone! And with me, Abil, don't forget, we will delve more on the current global protest that is taking the world by storm. Yes, indeed. In recent years, the global society is experiencing a massive political awakening. Did you know that in 2019 alone, anti-government protests occurred in 114 countries around the world? Oh, I actually do know that, Cinta. According to the CSIS, The global mass protests in 2019 indicate a sharp increase of public participation up to 31% from last decade. How about this year? Um, although there is still no recent data that displays the global mass protests in 2020, we can see that COVID-19 pandemic doesn't stop people from voicing out their dismays of the government because protests are still very common in many countries across the globe, such as protests in Thailand, Nigeria, the United States, Indonesia, Hong Kong, and many, many more. I think the current global public unrest sets an example that people are beginning to exercise their rights to free speech. Unfortunately though, despite it being done in democratic countries, these protests are often met with persecution by the government. I agree. I've seen a lot of pictures and hashtags in social media platforms that show police brutality during protests like in Indonesia, Nigeria, and the US. Seeing such responses towards the protest, it should beg the question on why freedom of speech is considered as an essential tool for democracy if the practice of democracy itself is still met with marginalization and repression. Yes, in order to answer the question, how about we discuss the importance of freedom of speech itself first? Okay, so let's discuss on why freedom of speech is an essential tool for democracy. So, freedom of speech is considered a vital part in ensuring a well and secure democratic system within a country. According to the 1976 International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, freedom of speech itself or freedom of expression is considered as everyone shall have the right to freedom of expression. This right shall include freedom to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas of all kinds regardless of frontiers, either orally, in writing or in print, in the form of art, or through any other media of his choice. 
This implies that freedom of speech is central to the inherent rights of the people living under a state system. Free speech allows them to deliver their concerns and desires on how and what can make them live more comfortably. Do you know that some people only think that freedom of speech is restricted to demonstration? But of course it's not. Even demonstrations are under the freedom of assembly, as it is within our right to create our own groups to peacefully advocate the issue that does not sit well within our minds. Our freedom to have access to public media and also the freedom of the media to give information to us is a principle to be upheld if we were to talk about freedom of speech. Do you guys have any idea about any other forms of freedoms? Well, you have briefly touched upon freedom of press and I think I would like to add more into it. So, as Cinta has previously mentioned, freedom of speech grants the public the right to make informed choices and act upon it. That said, the media holds an essential role in providing the public with information regarding the country's affairs, thus enabling the people to monitor the government. But it is also important to note that the two concepts are intertwined with one another. A country that fails to uphold free speech will not allow free press, and we can see this in numerous countries that have tried to shut down media outlets that have expressed their dismays against the government. But we will discuss more about this later. Very interesting, Danti. So, as we all know, mass protests are currently happening across the globe, from Asia to Europe, even to Africa. Do you guys know? Um, what types what types of protests are, that are happening in these countries? I know, I know. Uh, have visited Mongolia last month, and in Mongolia there is this protest about the change in the education curriculum, where the medium of instructions in three school subjects were changed to standard Mandarin, replacing traditional Mongolian. These changes for the medium of instructions is believed to be an attempt for cultural assimilation, hence the protests by the people. So that was Mongolia in Asia, right? In Namibia, in the continent of Africa, as recent as October 2020, the people protested the case of Shannon Wasserfall, whose body was found after a few months missing due to sexual assaults and violence. Gender-based violence in Namibia remains a significant issue to address and tackle. Namibians across the country are frustrated, concerned, traumatized, and tired of gender-based violence and sexism in the country. The people are voicing out their concerns to the government of the everlasting continuation of this issue, hoping for the officials to take appropriate measures on this issue. But this makes me wonder, do protests actually happen in developed countries as well? Protests do actually do happen in developed countries such as in Europe. For instance, despite scoring high in democracy, national protests frequently happen in Malta especially since the assassination of journalist Daphne Caruana Galizia in 2017. Galizia was a brave journalist who revealed the grave corruption within the Maltese government. Her assassination sparks national unrest as the public calls for the end of persecution against the media and for the government to be more transparent. It's really interesting that there is a restriction of media in EU countries. What do you guys think? Unfortunately, it's not just in Malta. Protests are also very common in Hungary as well, considering how the current government is active in restricting freedom of expressions. In July 2020, Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban fired the chief editor of Index, an independent news website who has been gravely criticizing the government 
due to its authoritarian behaviors. After the sacking of the chief editor, thousands of people gathered in Budapest to demand the government to stop jeopardizing media freedoms. In September, students from the University of Theatre and Film Arts in Budapest rallied to demand academic freedom because the new university's management is controlled by the government and they may limit the autonomy of education institutions and force the government agenda into it. Wow, that is very devastating to hear. I guess government do really possess a great capability to determine the effectiveness of their state's democratic circumstances. Like in Spain, social and political issues surrounding ethnic minorities and injustice are also at rise. Freedom of speech is illustrated through the abundance of protests in regards to the case of the Catalans, and are still a major drawback to the country's practice of democracy now. The central Spanish government has repeatedly undermined and sometimes even disregarded this matter by not addressing this major separatist desire by Catalonia. Freedom of press in Spain is also threatened by this matter. Some journalists reporting on this case have also faced aggressions from police officials. Therefore, the people are protesting in many ways to reclaim justice in the system. I find this whole global mass protest to be really wholesome because the people it shows that the people all across the globe are standing up for their own rights and to defend their justice and equality. Well, you should hold that up, Dandy. Uh, protests about justice and freedom are also happening in Portugal, but maybe for all of the wrong reasons. Currently, there is an ongoing anti-mass protest. Arguments made by the protesters include the rights of knowing the truth, rights of clad, fear is not a vaccine, and much more. I think this is a great example of the limits of freedom of expression on how the movements are a threat or a hurdle for important national interests, which is, in this case, to limit the spread of COVID-19 in Portugal. Oh, I didn't know that. So, if freedom of expression itself has limits, does it mean that it can never be absolute? To answer that question, I think it's important to note that freedom of speech is indeed a right, but it is also a responsibility. Yes, Tinta, I agree with you. Uh, seeing the Portugal protest makes me realize that if free speech becomes an absolute right, hate speech, violence, or threatening comments can be justified, so we should ban hate speech. Well, maybe you're right about that one, but I'm reminded of John Stuart Mill who said that hate speech shouldn't be banned because then our arguments won't be tested. When our arguments are being challenged by other people, we will then enter a cognitive process where we try to rationalize or question our own beliefs and thus try to improve and advance our thoughts on what is truly right or wrong. But of course, I totally agree with you. Hate speech and violence can never be justified. And... I think that just shows how freedom of expression can convey a wide array of messages like in the United States, for example, where the Democrats and Republicans are very polarized and their opinions against one another are often considered as hate speech, which goes to show how thin and blurred the lines of expressing one's opinions are. That is a really interesting point. So in you guys' opinion? When does freedom of expression get too far? And also, when is it acceptable for us to limit it? Okay, so first, let's talk about the constraints of freedom of speech, practically and also theoretically. 
Practically, we should pay attention to how speech or expression is delivered. Will it inflict wrongful harm or offense or not? The manner of the speech is significant to view the morals on how this freedom of speech is carried. Of course, whether or not a particular speech would result in a disruptive consequence is not always subject to the person behind the speech. However, if the speech is carried in a rather mischievous manner that can obviously cause harm, especially if acts of physical harm are involved, then the speech could be considered too much or over the limit. Theoretically, a speech could be considered detrimental when it is initially intended to offend and discredit targeted groups of people. It could also be regarded as hate speech when it also provokes other people to engage in dissent. Thus, the constraints and limitations of free speech is when speeches and opinions are voiced out in a more ignorant, inconsiderate, and non-peaceful means. So, despite the limitations of free speech, how can we ensure that it will not be instrumentalized by the government against us? Because, as we all know, mass protests in many countries are being countered with repression or even police brutality. I think, in my opinion, since democracy centers around the people around us, it shows that we have the power to change this, especially in the age of social media. The most recent NSARS hashtags in support of Nigeria, for instance, shows that the international community can also put pressure on the government. Exactly. Democracy practices fluctuate and advances throughout time. And it is our responsibility as young students and civilians to continue advocating the importance of democracy and freedom of speech. It is in fact very possible for all the countries that we have mentioned above to revamp, develop, and reconstruct their democratic circumstances by achieving the right level of freedom of speech that could reach both ends of the government as well as the people. So, are you saying that the countries that we have mentioned, Mongolia, Namibia, Malta, Hungary, Spain, and Portugal, can all improve their quality of democracy just by upholding the appropriate practices of freedom of speech? Yes, surely. By allowing people to voice out their aspirations, it could ensure inclusivity within the policy-making process for all layers of society. Oh, wow! I sure hope democracy will be uplifted more in the future for these countries mentioned, as well as the rest of the world. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's episode. It was very interesting and fun, guys. We really touched upon a variety of aspects under free speech. I think so too. We really saw the amplitude of fields in many different countries that free speech covers. This goes to show that freedom of speech truly is an essential tool for democracy. It inherently pushes the people to really engage in democratic practices. Therefore, it should be acknowledged that everyone possesses the rights to express their concerns and opinions freely to fight for their rights. Yet, we should also put in mind the previously discussed limitations of freedom of speech, as well as the importance of the government's role in ensuring the effectiveness and longevity of democracy. Well, I guess our discussion today has been really, really fruitful. We hope our listeners could obtain some valuable information today. Don't forget to remember your rights to free speech.
That is right. Goodbye, everybody. See you on the next one. Okay. Bye-bye, Tinta. Bye-bye, Abil. Bye-bye, Dante. Bye, Love you all. Love you all.